So if you've ever spoken to secondary school teachers, even primary school teachers for that matter, they often have certain names that they will never, ever, ever call their children because of certain students they've had. You know, certain, a certain maybe set that place on fire or whatever it may be and you will vow I will never ever name any daughter of mine Jessica well there was one of those guys in my class his name was Jimmy I shall not give his surname uh, but Jimmy now was the bane of every teacher's life because the teacher would say have you your homework done this is in secondary school now he, she, she, the teacher would ask have you your homework done and he'd go uh, yeah and he'd start reaching into his bag and he'd be like pull out a sheet and go, that's not it and then pull out another sheet and then that's not it. And then dig a little deeper and then pull out something that honestly it looked like he just blew his nose in. See, see, he used to do his homework on the bus on the way into school and he came from upper church, like, so it's a fairly bouncy road. Like, and his writing was bad at the best of times. It looked like an explosion of ink and who knows what else uh, on the page. Absolutely horrendous. And then he kind of hand this kind of confused to the teacher and go, I think that's English. <laughs> yeah. And you know, drove the teacher's spirit. Actually, as it happens, he went on to become an extra on Vikings. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't recognize him now. His hair is all Viking-like. Okay. Um, so, in his secondary school mind, it wasn't important how you did your homework or even to do your homework. It was just important that you just got it done. Just do something. Just hand up something. Put your name on top of a sheet of paper and go, D-U-N-N-O. Uh, you know, at least at least you've tried. Like, you know what I mean? You've tried. So for him, it really wasn't important in any way, shape, or form to put effort into this thing. For us as Christians, it's different. As in, we believe that everything we do is an opportunity to grow in sanctity. Every job that we have, every role, responsibility, uh, every task that we're given is an opportunity to glorify God. I mean, that's, that's a pretty hefty statement. Um, there was a, a great founder, relatively, relatively modern founder, Jose Marie Escriva, who founded Opus Dei. And for him, this, this, the sanctification of the ordinary things, sanctification of the ordinary day, this was really, really important to him. Uh, and he wrote, For over 30 years, God has been putting into my heart the desire to help people, of every condition and background to understand that the ordinary life can be holy, which I like, holy, but the next expression is very nice, holy and full of God. It's a very simple expression, that the ordinary things can be full of God, hoovering the floor can be full of God. Just a very simple but profound way of phrasing it, you know. Our Lord is calling us to sanctify the ordinary tasks of every day. <clears throat> For the perfection of the Christian is to be found precisely there. Let's consider it once more as we contemplate Mary's life. So he goes through a little reflection on Mary's life, just the ordinary things like we were saying yesterday, the ordinary acts of service, preparing meals, cleaning up, whatever it may be, just the ordinary things, but done with extraordinary love. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there. You know, um, Roisin, can you hoover the floor? Stupid hoover, hate hoover, and stupid. People walking in here with their stupid shoes and stupid dirt everywhere. And, and the, the job is done in the end of it, you know? The job is done. Or, thank you, Lord, for this job that I'm not really that happy with, but look, we do it out of love for you. Either way, the job is done or the job is done. But when the job is done with love, now it's become something that has actually sanctified you in some way. 
as opposed to just leading to more rage. <laughs> you know, stupid, stupid. Um, you know, so like everything, everything can lead us to, to everything is an opportunity for, for our sanctification. I was talking to someone yesterday and they have this just, it's, it's one of those very sad crosses. She's a, um, I'm still young, I think, am I? Kind of sort of, so she's young. She's a bit younger than me, so she's young, very young, shocking young. Um, and married for four years now, and it looks like they're, they're either going to find it difficult to have kids or they're not going to be able to have children. Uh, so this is a, a great cross for her, you know? And it's, it's you know, you'd just lo- I was just saying to her, like, I was just very honest, I'd love to be able to say that I'll pray and you'll have a child this time next year, you know? We've, we've heard these things in Scripture. You know? I'd love to be able to say that with confidence, but, but I, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't, what, I, what I can promise you is that I will pray for you. But also, pray for yourself. And pray for this intention. But if you can, always finish it with, may your will be done. May your will be done. So Lord, I would love to be a mom. I'd love to have a little bouncing boy or a little screaming girl, whatever it is. Uh, either or, I just want to be a mom. But may your will be done, not mine. And she said, yeah, but at the moment I don't like his will. And I said, I get it. I understand. That's really honest. I think it's, it's, it's good to even be able to say that so frankly. At the moment, Lord, I really don't like your will. Because at the moment I'm not a mom and I really want to be. So I, I think you, you can say that. <laughs> that at the moment I find your will hard or a little more bluntly, I don't like your will. But even though you don't like it, you can still do it. You know, so you can say, I, 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 this, isn't, this isn't my plan. This isn't the way I'd do it. I can't actually understand why you wouldn't give me this child because she's, she she's sharing an office space with someone. And this uh, uh, comrade, how's the word? Mitarbeiter, colleague, colleague. This colleague of her said, oh, you'll never guess, I'm pregnant. And she just said, oh, that's... That's great, as her heart sank into the floor, you know. And then every day you hear the scans and hear the, 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 the baby cro- grows and uh, what, what color are we going to paint the room? And, uh, and, just, and she, said, she said like she had to choose every day to be so joyful for her, for her colleague, rather than, rather than jealous, you know. So even, even that, that's choosing virtue over vice. But it's hard. It's hard, like, it's hard, it's hard. It can be, it can be hard to sanctify the, the, the ordinariness of the day, especially if that ordinariness is not what we necessarily want. Maybe we want to do something different or be somewhere else or be in a situation that isn't hurtful or painful or in, 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 in a situation of grief or illness. You know, there are all sorts of things that we do not necessarily like. But even in that, we can say, Lord, I don't necessarily like your will, but... May your will be done. May your will be done. And so then, then even that then, that, that desire, it's, it's not a feeling, it's a, it's, it's, it's a decision. Lord, I want to sanctify this day. That's such a powerful prayer. That's a much more powerful prayer than, you know, our, our, our rosary said hastily or something. This is a, this is a prayer of the heart. This is a prayer then of your, your life. Your life becomes a prayer. Jose Maria Escriva continues, if we act in this way, so uh, as Our Lady, filling everything 
every action with great love. We give those around us the example of a simple and normal life which is consistent, even though it has all the limitations and defects which are part and parcel of the human condition. When they see that we live the same life as they do, they will ask us, why are you so happy? How do you manage to overcome selfishness and comfort seeking? Who has taught you to understand others, to live well and to spend your life in the service of others? Who, who taught you this? And then we must disclose, disclose to them the divine secret of Christian existence. We must speak to them about God, about Jesus, about the Holy Spirit and about Mary. The time has come for us to use our poor words to communicate the depth of God's love which grace has poured into our souls. So a couple of things here. Living a life like that, sanctifying the ordinary things, people will see that we're different and they will ask us why or how are you still so joyful despite your situation, despite your circumstances, despite your grief, despite your loss, despite your illness. How are you still so joyful? And that's it. That's our opportunity then to give witness to our faith. To say, it's, it's, it's not me, it's the, it's the Lord. It's the Lord who helps and carries me through. So, so this decision, isn't, this isn't just human effort. You know, I'm going to sanctify myself. I'm going to sanctify my day. I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to get stuck in to sanctify the whole thing. <laughs> you know, it's not, it doesn't work like that. I mean, yes, it needs a decision. But decision plus collaboration with God's grace. So not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Lord, I can do all things in you if you strengthen me. I can do all things in you. So this is our, as we're entering into this ordinary time of, of the church's calendar, this is our opportunity now to sanctify the ordinariness of every day, to fill every task, every job, not just do it to get it done, but do it with love. Do it out of love. Do it to the best of our ability because we love, because we want to serve. That every single thing from peeling potatoes, hoovering floors, doing homework, driving to work, everything might glorify the name of Jesus. Amen.